Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. We are so grateful for you, Coach, taking the time, taking the time to be with us. Uh, my name is Jim Good. I'm one of the co-hosts, and I'm joined by Chad and Gian. How are you guys? Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. All right, we remind all of our listeners that our mission is to serve coaches through conversation so they can lead like Jesus. So again, grateful, humbled for you joining us today. And we have an awesome guest, excited to introduce Jeff Sanicero. Uh, yes, that is a pure Italian name, but uh, head coach Jeff is up at Geneva College. It is a division three school just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, Beaver Falls area. And coach has been there now for 27 years. Uh, great legacy he's building, great program. Uh, he'll talk about his culture, but he is the all-time winningest coach at Geneva with over 400 wins. And you'll hear in the podcast that that is not his main priority. His purpose is to serve those kids and use the platform of basketball. But Jeff does a great job, enjoyed our conversation. Uh, Gian, do you have any takeaways or insight as we get rolling on this one? Yeah, I think it's just a great uh, podcast to cap off March Madness with the final being yesterday. Um, and I think it was just a great one to to add with another basketball coach in this month of uh, basketball coaches that we've had on the podcast. It's just been great. I love his tips for a young coach and an older coach. And we can talk a little bit more about that after the interview. But I really enjoyed getting to know Jeff a little bit more. And, and even just hearing some of the history um, of, of basketball, of Geneva College, I loved uh, hearing that. And uh, and just he talks about the relentless trust that he's trying to build within his family. Uh, I think there's a lot to learn out of this episode. Jim, back to you. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for the insight. I enjoyed talking to Jeff. Uh, I know Coach Sanacera, he recruited one of my players when I was coaching high school. And so, yes, he talks about a great culture they're up at Geneva. So tune into that. Enjoy Coach Jeff Sanacero. So humbled, so excited to welcome in our guest. He's the head men's basketball coach up at Geneva College, Coach Jeff Sanacero. I hope I said that right, Coach, because that is a name I'm working on. It's close. It's Sanacero. Oh, Sanacero. Right. Coach, That's how okay. are you today? I'm doing fantastic. As you can tell by my voice, it's midseason. So, uh, it's uh, it's about that time to uh, uh, get some hot tea in me and some uh, vitamin <laughs> C tablets. You know the routine, so I do. Well, it's uh, mid January towards the end, and coaches right towards uh, some conference play and some big games, and we'll talk about the season. But uh, humbled for you taking the time to join us, Coach. And I'll be honest, in my phone, you are Coach S. Coach <laughs> S. So uh, Jeff, we're we're excited. Uh, for you to just share a little bit. And we always ask our guests our opening question. It's our power question, Coach. So I want to ask you, what does it mean to be a Christian coach? Uh, I, I mean, I, for me, it's humbling. I mean, I think that uh, I have a chance to share my faith in daily in a lot of ways, uh, not only with uh, my kids here in, on the, in the program, but it, it, kids in, at the school. You know, Geneva is a faith-based Christian liberal arts school, and um, their mission is to transform society for the kingdom of Christ. And I think basketball or, you know, athletics in general has a has a really good 
uh, venue to do that. Um, but for me, it's, it's a privilege. Um, it, it's, it's, I get to share, uh, my life lessons with the guys, um, uh, you know, being able to understand that, um, in all that we do, Christ goes before us mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, our actions, whether it's on the floor or off the floor or, uh, should be, uh, should be, try to be, try to be Christ-like, you know, I think that's, uh, there was only one, one Jesus and one perfect soul. So we have, uh, energy that the way sometimes. So, uh, but it's just, it's a privilege and I, and I try to try to, to share it in different ways. And by that, I mean, um, you know, maybe something happens in practice where I just want to go off the handle and I'm going, you know, you know, what would, what would Christ do in this thing? But then I also use the, I also use the example when Christ tossed the tables in the (laughs) temple, you know? So I said, I said, I'm getting temple mad right now. So (laughs) you need to, you need to, and those temples, you know, you go back and do your church history. uh, Those tables were not, were not light. They're like 700 pounds. I mean, so he was the, obviously, you know, he might've been the first bodybuilder, you know? So, uh, uh, but you know, we, we just try to do life lessons and, and try to get them going in the right direction. Yeah. So I, I count it a privilege. I love it. I love I, temple mad. That's a new temple one for mad. me, man. Temple mad. I love it. Yeah. I love how you use the term privilege. And yeah. I've seen you in action. I uh, uh, met you a few years ago as you were recruiting one of my players, been to your practices and games. And I know your heart. You care about the kids. You care about the program. And like you said, you know, that that passion, emotion comes out and we're human at times. Uh, but what a privilege it is. So thanks for sharing that. Talk, talk real quick, coach. Uh, educate our, our listeners a little bit about Geneva, uh, where you're at, where you're located, mm-hmm. Maybe just a little bit of uh, background story about uh, Geneva College and even going back with hoops a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, Geneva's lo- Geneva College is located in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Now, a lot of people might not know that name, but football people know it as the birthplace of uh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath played our his high school football games here and uh, occasionally comes back for various, you know, uh, celebrations and everything like that. But um geneva college is uh right right off the ohio border right pennsylvania ohio line um christian laborts um uh i think we have over uh, close to 43 majors um uh but in all we do we integrate our faith in all that we do uh everything we teach whether it's bible or whether we we teach chemistry it's um uh where that's our sole mission uh, what a lot of people don't know, and uh, you can't see it on the court. May if I move, you can, but uh, and I got to go the other way. It's the there birthplace it of college basketball. So um, we were the first um, uh, college entity to play a college a game against another inst- another entity, not another institution. Kansas has that that, uh, but it. we were the first to play the game. And James Naismith, um, his. Um, Hold on, I got a team's call. So hold on. Sorry about that. I had to, I had to shut, I had to shut them off there. But um, when uh, Birthplace College basketball, we played the New Brighton YMCA. So uh, James Naismith, uh, obviously the inventor of uh, basketball, his uh, one of his students was one of our, our first athletic director, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, so he started the game, and then they played the game in uh, in eighteen. 
93. So we're, we're happy about that. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, so we try to get it out as much as we yeah. can. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. A lot of history. I love, I, I grew up outside of Pittsburgh, so I'm familiar with the area. I always tell people it's a great place to be from. Yes. Uh, so I'm enjoying Boca Raton, Florida, coaches. You've been down here <laughs> visiting as well. But you would enjoy it today. It's four inches of snow on the ground, oh. about 25 <laughs> degrees. So well, I you probably would enjoy it. I love just checking my weather app and comparing a little bit. But thanks for sharing that about Geneva. Um, let me ask you this, Coach. Let's let's rewind. Let's go to a young Jeff Jeffrey growing up, eight, nine, ten years old. Tell us a little bit about like your background, where you were born, raised, uh, parents, siblings, anything you want to include. Yeah, in. I was uh, born in York, PA. Uh, it's eastern part uh, of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, and uh, both uh, had, had great parents. Uh, they've gone on to meet the Lord, but uh, uh, dad was a hard worker, worked a bunch of jobs, but ended at uh, Harley-Davidson. So the Harley-Davidson plant is in York. One of the Harley-Davidson plants is in York. My mom was a school teacher. Um, both were firm believers, uh, church-going people. Uh, my dad was um, uh, tough, but the nicest guy in the world um never heard him speak ill of anybody um my mom loved everybody worried about everybody prayed for everybody you know she was the prayer warrior in the family in the church and both were active and just a just great people to emulate uh, yeah. my sister uh, i have a sister and brother uh, my sister still lives in carlisle uh, my brother lives in uh, florida in coco uh, mm -hmm. uh coco beach um, and, uh, I'm the baby of the family. So, uh, but we just were, we just, uh, I wouldn't say we were middle-class. I think we were middle to lower class. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in the recession, so, uh, it was one of those things, but, uh, just a, just a really, really good family life and, uh, uh, learned a lot from, uh, both of them and my siblings. Sounds like just some great roots. Family was important to you. Uh, even mom and dad, probably some mentors in your life. And we're going to get into maybe asking you some mentors you have. But let's Christian Coach Podcast. Obviously, we're given the platform opportunity to share our faith. And you mentioned mom and dad uh, being raised by a Christian home. But when did that faith become your own, Coach? Because I think sometimes, a lot of times in our life, it, there there's that point where this isn't mom and dad anymore. You know, this is their right. faith. Now it's more internal. So when did that happen with you? Right. I mean, I, I had probably two or three times in, in my life. I gave my life to, to Christ um, when I was a teenager, went to a uh, uh, like a weekend away youth mm -hmm. retreat like we all used to do when we were young. And just God spoke to me that I could be better. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it wasn't all about me. And and uh, um, knowing those things and just truly surrendering to him. And then I had some journeys uh, through the way. And then I, I think what what really solidified my faith was when I um, I had a pretty good career at NIAC and uh, was able um, through just blessings on from people and the Lord to travel. Mm -hmm. I went with a group called Sports Ambassadors um which uh it was a was a christian ministry uh sports ministry started uh way back and you know similar to fca and a lot of the other things that are going on now but i was able to travel to central and south america 
And, um, and what we would do is we would, you know, share our faith every night. And I was one of the few people that understood Spanish. So, um, I would share my faith in, in the churches we were at or the, the venues we were at. And, um, but until I actually was walking around the communities and I, I, I remember it so vividly, um, I was in Costa Rica and we were, we were going to get something to eat at a local, local restaurant. And, um, I just saw people uh, standing by garbage cans eating food mm. and uh, that was their meal. Wow. And I was going to a restaurant and going to have my money and my meal paid for. And it just, it just spoke to my heart. And I said, we, I got to be better. I got to do this all in and, and, and share my faith. And, and, you know, one of my, one of my, the favorite, you know, verses is in Proverbs, obviously, you know, it, um, you know, three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your lean, not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path clear yeah. and or straight or whatever, whatever version you're using. Yeah. Uh, and that just really spoke to me and it just said, I can be better and it kind of changed my priorities a little bit yeah. and, uh, just said, Hey, you know, this, this is what I, I mean to do. And I originally went to Nyack to be a missionary mm. and uh, through yeah. the, the grace of the government, when you live, <laughs> when you lived in Pennsylvania, you couldn't get uh, state aid to go to a school in New York. So I had to change my major to social work. So mm. uh, that was my first lesson. And, and then, but I really, as I learned from my experience in Costa Rica, everything's a mission field. Yeah. And you walk to Walmart, it's a mission field, yeah. right? So uh, I, I think that I'm still doing what I what I uh, started out to do. That's incredible. I appreciate you sharing that story. And I heard some of that story earlier, but just for our listeners, we remind people, we always close our show, Coach, uh, that the mission field is right where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so God has ways of opening our eyes, softening our hearts. And I appreciate you sharing that. Again, we're with Coach Jeff Sanisaria. He's up at Geneva College, uh, 27th year coach. And I know you started off as an assistant, uh, but the longest tenure uh, of a coach at Geneva over, I believe, 350 wins there, Geneva over probably 400 in your career, uh, former player, a former coach. But what I love is learning more about the person as well. So I know we'll get a little bit more about, you know, the season, the highs and lows, maybe the culture of Geneva. But on your journey, coach, on your path, and you shared some stuff, uh, who are some role models, maybe some mentors that you had uh you know, throughout high school, throughout college, and then as you kind of entered this profession, and maybe even if you remember a lesson or two, these mentors or role models taught you. Well, I think, I mean, think, I think my first mentor and role model was obviously my father. I mean, he was, uh, uh, people didn't know this, but he was a pretty good baseball player. And uh, my grandfather came from the homeland of Italy and um, they grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. My grandfather was a coal miner and uh, a preacher, uh, self-taught uh, preacher and had a small little church. And uh, but anyways, my dad was uh, he was an athlete, very good athlete. And uh, um, and then as I went through, um, I had a couple youth youth group guys that were were really good to me. And then obviously, when I get to to college, uh, my head coach, uh, Jerry Slocum, who became my boss. And uh, um, he really mentored me as far as my, 
uh, not my golden years, my, my, my iffy years, as far as growing up as a college athlete and all that. Uh, and to this day, we talk um, probably two times a week. Uh, he helps us with some stuff with basketball. So we're able to share and, and everything. And then I had a professor named Robert Brewer uh, at NIAC. Uh, he actually married us, my wife and I, my wife and I've been married for 41 years. And uh, congratulations. Um, he, he, he was the smallest guy but he had the biggest heart, but he had the best perspective of any guy I've ever known about how Christ works through us, with us, in us. Um, and when we don't want him to, yeah. and, uh, um, when we don't want to, want to, want to do something, it's kind of just like, he just kind of shoves you in the back and said, you know what, you tell all your guys to do this or this and run this play and all that. And you don't want to do this. So, um, but he was great. Like I said, he married us, um, uh, but those those two and and I honestly, Jim, I think that I think my our kids, I mean, our, our basketball kids, they mentor us. I mean, we learn stuff from them every every day. I mean, you know, our whole whole part about practice is, you know, do we get better today? You know, and as a person, you should you should do that. I mean, like I when I figure something out with a computer, I I I go, hey, I got better today. So That's I just think, I, I think that. uh those those people have have kind of guided me in in the way that I'm I'm headed, you know, and uh, um, and and it's it's all been good. That's probably the first time I think, Coach, that a guest shared, you know, learning from his own kids and his own players. I I think, you know, we 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 recognize that and understand that. But you're the first one who kind of voiced that, and it shows me you're a learner and you're a lifelong learner and the importance of learning. And you can learn from anyone, anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. And I love asking this question, Coach. It's kind of a three-part question. But as you think about, you know, the lessons that you've learned and even sharing some, we, we have some younger coaches that are just getting into this profession. You know, they're, they're podcasts, they're tech guys, and, and they're learning and they're growing. They're 21, 22, right out, maybe a middle school coach, an assistant coach, maybe at the college level, you know, an ops guy. Um, what advice do you give, let's say, that younger coach, but then fast forward to that middle age, mid-40s, he's kind of set in his way, his program, uh, what advice you give him, and then last but not least, the coach that sees the finish line, you know, he he's ready to retire, and he he's getting ready to, you know, hang up the whistle. So three-part question, but that young coach, middle age, and then the older coach, what advice would you give to each one of them. Well, I mean, I think for the young coach, I think uh, and this and this was taught to me. You need to be a, you need to be a, a sponge. Mm. You need to take everything sure. in. Yeah. You need to you need to take everything you hear, the good, the bad, the, the indifferent. I mean, you need to uh, take it in. I still at my desk. I have. Let's see if I can get it here. A pad. Yep. Out of paper, you can't see it because of the thing. I still write stuff down. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a journal guy mainly for the last part of your question Yeah. Um, to maybe someday write something or whatever, but, um, I still write stuff down. I got, um, post-it notes all over when I see something or, or, or do that, I, I, I write it down and I post it up and it reminds me daily. Um, but the young coach is, first of all, you don't know at all. You're not even, you're not even yeah. close. Right. You're not even close. 
and um, just to to take it all in, ask questions. Mm. In 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 my world, there's no stupid questions. Yeah. Unless it's the third time for the same question, <laughs> and I cut them off. Yeah. But uh, ask questions. Uh, you know, obviously, it goes without saying. You know, work your tail off. Yeah. Um, go the extra mile. I think that uh, when I first started out, I was married. Uh, and you have to going now that'll go to part two and part three of this question okay. is the fact of your spouse has to be all in as well. Yeah. Because you don't see him very much mm. and, uh, especially early. Um, but just, just, just asking questions, writing stuff down, be, um, an, uh, innovator. Mm. If you feel something, be bold with the worst you're going to hear is I don't want to hear it or no. Right. Do you know how many times Christ heard no? Yeah. You know, and no, you can't come and preach here or no. Yeah. And we're doing a little, we're doing a little, um, uh, and maybe this is beyond what I'm supposed to talk about, but we're doing a, a, a devotional with the guys hmm. and we're taking the 12 disciples and talking about each one and how, what their role was. Hmm. Is That's it good. fitting for a team or what? Uh, you know, yeah. Sidewalk Prophets talks about come to the table in their, hmm. in their song. Yeah. And it says a motley crew of misfits, yeah. right? So yeah. in basketball programs, you may have that. You may have different kids from different walks. But uh, do the young coach learn? The middle-aged yeah. coach, learn, from, learn, take what you learned early and refine it. Mm -hmm. uh, refine your craft. Um, uh, I, I still go to uh, other schools and um, uh, sit in on practices or – uh, I mean, I'm getting, I'm Jim, I'm getting plays from middle school games. Yeah. Uh, or uh, I also referee, not this year because I have a, I need Achilles surgery, but um, I would, I would watch plays and, and we, we run a play called Bobcat that I got from a local high school girls team. Mm -hmm. uh, so that middle-aged coach, refine your craft, mm -hmm. um, uh, surround yourself with good people. It's tough to get, keep good people in this profession. Yeah. Uh, because up and coming coaches want to up and come, they want to, they want to be at the pinnacle. Uh, so, and then the older coach, as you say, looking at the uh, finish line, which I probably would qualify for that. <laughs> um, share your lessons. Yeah. Write stuff down. Um, it's never always, it's never about you. That can go with all three coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, like you mentioned my wins and I have no clue. I have no, I don't care. Yeah. I, it's not, that's not important to me. That kid being a better person when he leaves my office and this campus than when he came in, that if we can lead him to Christ mm. or put that foundation in, that's all the victories I need. Yeah. That's, that's it. I don't, I don't care about that. So the one that's near the end of their profession, I've always told people this, cause I get this question a lot because I'm at my time, you know, coming to my time and there's yeah. no, set day and everybody's asking me and I'm just saying there's three things, the Lord, my health and my family. Mm -hmm. That's when I'll make my decision. But um, the one adage that I, that I, that I close with this is when I stop wanting to learn, then I'm done. Yeah. And because I've never arrived and you never will arrive. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, that's the three parter. 
which I made like a six-parter, so I apologize. Oh, I love it, Coach. Listen, for our listeners, uh, you need to rewind a little bit. Go back about three minutes. I think that was the heart of the podcast right there, Coach. You you gave the advice, but you shared your heart on why you do what you do. It's not about those wins we see on the scoreboard. It's so easy. We all fell into that category. Some of us are in that category, that external scoreboard, that success and that identity, the win, the loss, you know, but it is way more than that. And coach, that was beautiful. So I thank you for sharing that. And I would encourage you, coach, you, you dabbled and said the word journal. I started journaling about four years ago and it changed me. Now, my brother used to make fun of me. He says, oh, you got your diary. But guess who's journaling now? Him too, you know? <laughs> so the importance of getting your thoughts out. So that was so good. And again, coach, go back three, four minutes, maybe rewind that, get out a piece of paper, some notes, like coach says, write it down. Um, you can reflect on that. Um, let's transition coach. We got a few minutes. Appreciate you taking the time again to be with us. I know it's mid season conference play. We'll talk a little bit about your season here a little bit, but, uh, culture is this hot topic. You know, you hear the culture of the school, the culture of the team and the importance of culture. Um, what's the culture at Geneva? What is your basketball culture as you've been there now? 27 years or, or different themes. You you mentioned this Bible study, which I love about the disciples, but what is some of your core values at Geneva? Well, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I mean, I think the word that's used a lot in culture is family. Mm -hmm. um, I, that, that's, that goes without saying, I mean, you're, we're together so much um, that that has to be it. You have to be a part of the family through the good, the bad, uh, the indifferent. Uh, one of our slogans in our in our culture is having a relent relenting trust mm. um uh, and and uh, i think that's important i think that uh the culture of um making your community better um you know i think that obviously if you would go at, with any um institution that's you know academically based or anything like that which all are but you know there's some are you know, Ivy leagues and all Christian Ivy leagues and all that stuff. Um, obviously it's, it's family, it's, it's, it's faith, family, uh, community, and then academics, mm -hmm. uh, for us, um, very proud of every aspect of that. Uh, our faith is about half our kids are believers, um, which Christian Lombards, uh, Geneva doesn't have, uh, student athletes sign a statement of faith, mm -hmm. but again, we go back to the whole mission field thing. Yep, that's our mission field. So, uh, uh, that's one, uh, family, uh, taking care of each other. A lot of our guys go to church together, hang out together. Uh, the community, a lot of our guys are, are two of our guys are in charge of, uh, uh, FCA here, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, doing stuff within the community in the school, and then academics, uh, super proud of our guys. We've had uh, six straight semesters of having a team GPA three or three three point or better. Nice. And basketball is a tough get because it's two semesters yeah. uh, playing games. So, yeah. uh, so proud of that. So that, in a nutshell, that's. Uh, but at the soul of who we are is is yeah. our. That's beautiful. It's a great culture, Coach. I've been a part of it. I tasted it. I touched it. I, I've been there, and so thanks for sharing that. And I just want to kind of piggyback you mentioned the word relentless trust what, what do you what do you mean when you say that or what what are you trying to come across to your kids or portray when you say relentless trust well i mean every day we every day we leave the we leave the locker room it's a battle mm -hmm. so uh, every day we leave our dorm room it's a battle 
Yeah. Um, so you have to have trust. To, uh, you have to have a relentless trust, which you, which means you don't care about what happens to you, but you care about what happens to the next person. Okay. And but you in that war that we go to, I every a lot of uh, I heard this from Coach Slocum, um, and he he probably took, brought it from somebody else. Yeah. If you're in a foxhole. You want guys with bullets around you. You don't want to be the only guy having bullets, yeah. right? And uh, you want to trust that person in the in the foxhole. And when um, when we talk about relenting trust, that you'll do whatever it takes to trust that person, so they in turn can trust you. Yeah. Um. Um. And and that's that's kind of what that means. Yeah. Um. We have a sign in our locker room that that the guy. It's not like kind of like Notre Dame's uh, play like a champion today yeah. and and all that, but we. It's uh, it's 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 out of Hebrews and it talks about relenting trust and they tap mm -hmm. it before they go out. So uh, that's that's what that means. Thank you, thank you for sharing that a little more detail. I think that's awesome. Loved hearing that. You mentioned the word family, and I'll never forget the acronym that I heard uh, on a similar podcast. It said "Family." Forget about me. I love you. Yep. F -A -M. Yep. I am. That's so good. So good. Well, real quick, maybe just in a. Um, maybe a, a minute, minute 30, just uh, talk about the season real fast because we're going to be running out of time and we're going to close in prayer, but you're in the PAC conference right around maybe third or fourth place. Um, just talk about maybe some highs, lows that you've been experiencing this 22-23 season. Well, I mean, I think well, I knew we knew we had a good team coming back. Obviously, we had the player of the year uh, in Lyle Tipton coming back. So I think our expectations were were high and they mm -hmm. should be um uh, we talk about getting back to the championship game and and winning this thing and um we started out real good played a tough conference non-conference schedule um so um uh, went into the first semester and uh had had a good run and and um uh came in and then uh after the summer went down to san antonio played two top teams down there um, and got beat. We got a little banged up and that happens. Got back and kind of uh, been up and down a little bit. Um, but I think we kind of, we're playing good defense. Uh, yeah. Like I was talking to you before we went on air, but um, it, it's the, it, it's, that's been the foundation of our thought process this year is being a good defender. And then the offense will take care of ourselves. Well, three games, we had some off shooting offensive. So it's mm -hmm. kind of caught us a little bit. So yeah. Uh, played better the other night. Um, you know, anytime you beat a rival, it's always a good night. Um, and uh, going in uh, the rest of the season, we had seven games left in the regular season and uh, um, hoping to get a stretch. You, uh, like you and I talk about all the time, you want to be playing your best basketball at the end of the season, not yes. in the middle of the season. So hopefully that's a trend for us. We've got a tough opponent coming up and uh, uh, we're looking forward to the journey, but the guys are working hard and um, looking it. for good results. Love it. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you sharing. I'm following you guys. You know I'm a Tornado fan, watching you guys, praying for you, your staff, your players, a special place there at Geneva and Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Uh, again, with Coach Jeff Sanasari at Geneva College, head men's basketball coach. This has been awesome, Coach. Uh, we're getting ready to close, and here's what I like to do. Uh, this is called my rapid fire. So I give you 10 quick questions. It's kind of like your favorite or yes or no. So first thing that comes to your mind, we got to do it in a minute. So coach, I'm putting you on the spot. You, you ready to move? Like a, like a good, like a good shoot, like a good shooting girl. <laughs> exactly. Right? You got to get that quick release. Get, get your shots up, right? That's right. All right, here we go, coach. Number one, your favorite snack or junk food? Pizza. 
Oh, nice. You did not hesitate on that. Your favorite restaurant? Um, McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> favorite sport to play? Golf. Oh, nice. Favorite sport to watch? Uh, college basketball. There you go. Uh, sports car or you going four-wheel four -wheel drive truck? Sports car. Uh, beach house or cabin in the woods? Beach house. Yes. Favorite ice cream? Uh, chocolate. Nice. All right. Someone's giving you a two-week paid vacation. Where are you taking Sue? Oh, boy. Somewhere. I would like to take her to Fiji. But we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Italy uh, next year. So oh, that would be oh, that. Adam, my wife will be jealous. She wants to go yep. to Italy. All right, favorite Bible verse. I know you shared Proverbs, so maybe we already answered that. That was a great verse. Um, uh, you know, yeah, that that's it. And then I have Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen is a good the favorite of mine. All right, and last but not least, you made it. Favorite Bible character. Uh, Paul. Paul. Oh, awesome. Uh, Coach, Paul, we always. Uh, Paul with a follow up with uh, Job. Okay. I think we all live. We all live Job lives. Job, sure Job comes up. Job comes up in practice. Paul was a warrior. Job was uh, uh, the, the great uh, guy off the bench. That's you know? right. So he would do anything to get minutes. But sometimes he doesn't want to agree with the, what the coach is saying. He wants to play more. But uh, <laughs> Job comes up a lot in practice because. Uh, when they're banged up and thing, I said, let me tell you, this is what yeah. we did a whole Bible study on Job yes. two years ago. So, so good. So, and that's so awesome. I would just get to integrate the faith there at Geneva and you're doing it well, coach. I, I applaud you. I thank you for being with us. We always close in prayer, coach. So I'm just going to take some time closing prayer. Thanks for being with us. Uh, listener, again, we remind you, we're just trying to serve you through conversation so you can lead like Jesus. Let's pray, coach. God, I thank you for this time. Thank you for Coach spending some time with us. We thank you for the platform of this podcast to share, to encourage, to learn. Thank you for Coach's testimony, his family, what he's doing up there at Geneva College. Lord, it's getting um, towards the end of this uh, season. His team, they're banged up a little bit. They're persevering. They're, they're working hard. I pray that you reward their efforts. Let them have a great week this week as they finish up conference play, get ready for tournaments. Thank you for this time that we can talk, connect, learn more about you. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Coach Jeff, such a great guy, Jim. Great job again with, with that interview. I really wanted to highlight the fact that he, you know, when you asked him what, what kind of advice you would give to an older coach, and he said, share your lessons with players as well as other coaches. I feel like, especially in college sports, sometimes the coaches are so, um, how can I say, like just, they just take, they think their program is their own and they don't want to share anything with anybody else because they think that maybe that gives an advantage to somebody else. And I think that that's not usually how it works. I think we all have to have an abundance mindset and not like a some zero, zero sum mindset where if I win, you lose. And if you lose, you know, if I lose, you win. And I think it, it, with this podcast, especially, we've had some very vulnerable coaches, you know, sharing their struggles as well as some of the things that they're doing that is really working. And I think we need to encourage everyone else to share, share resources, like share how you're doing practice and trust your own gut, trust your own skills that you can still come over, you know, come on top when you when when it matters most. 
Yeah, and I love that that advice as well when he was talking to the young coach and just he said take notes be a sponge mm -hmm. and um and yeah I wish I could go back to 19 and give myself that advice to have a, a journal with me even that you know the the book that I wrote was all about a young man having a journal and just collecting these words of wisdom from from people and uh and so I think that's great advice for a young coach and and yeah I'm kicking myself that I, I wish I would have been doing that before and I heard coach buzz Buzz Williams at Texas A&M, he was just saying for his players, one of the first thing he teaches them is you always have a pen with you and you always have a journal with you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, he's like, you don't have a spot on this team. He's like, you're going to take some notes and you'll learn a lot along the journey. Yeah, that's good insight, fellas. I enjoyed speaking with uh, Jeff. I'm excited for him taking the time to be with us. And uh, Gene, as you were talking, it reminded me of this quote, you know, a lesson learned is worth a lesson to share. And as I growing in this profession and learning man trying to share those lessons and still learning um those lessons but um as we close i was just impressed with coach sanasari's family background his 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 parents the impact they had um him and his wife have celebrated 41 years and he even mentioned you know as you go into coaching it is a tag team effort so coaches we remind you as we close that the mission field is right where you are at